0: Hello. So Hello. sounds
1: like, oh, one, two, three voices all at the same time. Can you hear me, chaps? Can hear you. Yep. Chris, uh, Chris how are you Ed? doing? I'm Hello, very boys. well. Hi. Tom McDermott in sunny Manchester and uh, <laughs> Ed Draper in beautiful Cheltenham. Are we right? Is that what we are this <laughs> afternoon, guys? Oh, so we are, yeah. I don't start know how I feel Scats. about that.
0: I don't know how I feel but about you're... that.
1: <laughs> you got it's your a, radar on It's been a while since we spoke The last time we spoke I was in Russia uh, You guys were, were back in the UK And uh, we're just going to really um, Just shoot the breeze over What's been going on w- With the Premier League so far I think and, and, and really talk about the Nations League And anything else you want to talk about On this little football and sporting podcast um, So Chaps, uh, let me just introduce you if, you if you guys don't know who everybody is Tom McDermott, author of the quest for glory. Tom, your book's out soon, isn't it? <laughs> the, England, the England book.
0: Thank you. I didn't have to. I didn't have to work hard to get a, a get a little push there. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's out any 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 moment now, really. Any any week. Just going through the final little bits of public um, printing, so to speak. And um, yeah, very excited. Should be out certainly before the next international break, if not before.
1: Yeah, so we have got that the, the timing bang on with England playing tomorrow against Spain <laughs> in the, uh, the Nations League. We'll have a chat about that in a second, and. Uh, uh, Ed Draper, down in down in Cheltenham, Sky Sports News presenter and the Sport and Life podcast. And uh, you got any books coming out, uh, Ed, lately? Or anything? Well, uh, nothing, nothing imminent, but my wife and I actually work on a, a little football book, a kind of uh, kids' football book. Cause we've got a three year old, so we're doing something ah. something together on that. But uh, I'll keep you posted on that. Don't don't uh, don't rush out and, and, and order it just yet. But right, Is she uh, we'll a, budding, a budding player then? Is that right? Uh, hopefully not yeah. your wife, Zoe's, the Zoe's <laughs> three <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She may have left it a bit late, my wife, but uh yeah, yeah Zoe Zoe's uh three and she is a kid. yeah, she's very skillful actually. She's very she's into into Barbies and, and football as well, so she's got the whole, uh, what a the combination. whole package at the moment. Yeah. And all around her. Okay, let's get straight into the, the Nations League then. Discuss um every everywhere I've looked this week, I mean people saying what on earth is it? What, you know, Basically, it's, it's, it's designed to uh, um, make f- international football a bit more interesting, not, not friendlies. Although, ironically, there are friendlies as well, but just to confuse things further. Um, let's start with Tom. Uh, Nations League, and basically, it's a kind of knockout which culminates mm-hmm. next summer. But are uh, you a fan of this format by uh, the yeah,
0: We've got to be careful, really. I th- I I'm not surprised I'd disagree with somebody on on Twitter about this the other day. In fact he was another he was a, another journalist actually but it was all all you know well well manned and it was a it was a good debate actually. But th- the point of it is is there are a lot of people and I'm not just talking about journalists, supporters in general, that just when we got a bit of momentum back with the England team and I don't think that'll subside by the way anytime soon, but just while we got a bit they've thrown in this competition that I think has confused a number of people. And then when I talk about the Nations League and then the next Euros as well, and I mentioned, look, there's going to be a lot of games in in, in England, you know, Wembley in the next Euros. It's going to be a great opportunity for us to see some, you know, tournament football in, on these shores. And people are just completely unaware of that as well. So I think with the Nations League, I think it needs a greater explanation. But I think and also when we do get to these Euros, assuming that we do, I think people are unaware of, of just sort of the the games that are going on in the different countries as well and, and an explanation around that as well. So, I think there's a bit of confusion uh, around it at the moment. I think it a bit more clarity is yeah, needed.
1: I, I, th- I think the problem they've got is that, you know, they've got, they've got this Nations League running parallel with the European Championship qualifying. So, it's just, That's very, right. it's just very confusing. Don't know what you think, Ed, but... Um, uh, good idea, or or not? I mean, you know, you, you you spend your time on Sky Sports News, Tronics. I mean, the viewers probably don't know either. And re- really, did you get much feedback along that along those lines? Ed Draper, you gone, Ed? You should be standing on top of a hill in Cheltenham somewhere. I, no, I, did...
0: I, th- I think you're right, sir. It's good. <laughs> Just on that. I think you, you... hopefully drop drops back in, but I think that. Um... It just does feel a little confusing if I'm if I'm being honest. I don't know what you what you feel. I mean, you've covered far more tournaments than I have, and, and you know the formats changed. You've seen several changes, no doubt But I just find that this 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 is just you know why, why why have they done it? I get the competition competitive element, and I thought the Welsh game against Ireland, I thought that was you know you know I, I enjoyed the, the game, but I just think from a fan's point of view, they're thinking what's going on.
1: Yeah, I, I was new. Um, I, I mean, the crowd was all right in Cardiff last night for the Wales uh, Republic game. I mean, if it'd been a friendly, I mean, there was just a bit more. I, I, I don't know if you watched the game, but there was a bit. There was a bit more urgency. Wales played very well. Republic, you know, didn't didn't have some a lot of uh, key players. Yeah. But I think you know, once once people get used to it, I think it's got to be a good idea. Really, um, I'm not sure I like the the, the backdoor route to for the. I mean, it's, it, you, you you'd spend half an hour trying to explain how you you qualified through for the Euros via this. Secondary Euro, Euro uh, Nations League, um, mm. you know, it's designed for people who who don't win their qualifying groups but do well enough in this competition to to, to make it through to Euro sure. twenty twenty. Yeah. So you know, I can understand that, uh, but it is pretty confusing. Um, but give, it, I, I think, give it time. Let, let's see uh, what what I'm not sure really is. Uh, this promotion and relegation business. I mean, there are four pools of Mm. ABC and D Mm. England doing the first one, Wales and the Republican. Yeah. yeah, the second one, Scotland in the third one. Um, So if you win, if you win your your group of three or four, you're playing home and away against uh, two other nations, then you get promoted to the, to the group above, which is Mm. um, okay. So basically you, you kind of leapfrog, number of well, a lot of teams, don't you, in the in the rankings by going up a group of sixteen, basically sure. just, just by winning a, f- a few games. So it's got, there's going to be a lot of kind of movement. It, you know, if you finish bottom, you get relegated as well. So it's a bit, it's a bit kind of weird like that. Um, but you know, it is it's competitive football, I, I guess, and um, that has has got to be a good thing. I just want to talk also about Tom. I've come back. yet. I've got a, a thing saying here: two people are recording. So Ed's obviously fallen off that mountain somewhere in. will hang in there and see if he gets um, back in. I know it's it's, it's Cleve Hill. It, there are lots of holes there, <laughs> and uh, he's obviously fallen at the first. It's <laughs> not it's not
0: it's not that nice down there. You see, he can't get oh, a signal.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's that first big fence. Another one. He <laughs> he, he's gone down. He's just trips over it. Wasn't looking what he was doing. Uh, probably watching his daughter play football. Um, but but no. Um, yeah, I mean, this, uh, England Spain tomorrow, which is a. Is it a competitive game? Will this count as England beating a, a a major nation in a competitive game? I'm not sure if they do beat Spain, then people will say, oh, "Well, it's only the Nations League." But you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the the tournament, or the, the competitive record against the, the big big side is it, it, not good. And uh, you know, let's 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 hark back a bit to the World Cup because it's only a few weeks ago. And I don't know about you, Tom, but I, I've sort of just had a think about what was achieved, really. And uh-huh. you know, semi-finals, fantastic, but. Uh-huh. Um, if you do dissect it, and more and more people are dissecting it and going, well, actually, you know, we we played seven games. We won four yes. and lost three. The well, yeah. three we lost are all against the teams who are ranked above. Yeah. So, Belgium twice, Croatia, and Beats are the teams who are w- ranked way below, really. So, it's it mm-hmm. a little bit of distortion, if you like. But, you know, it, um, they started from a low point. So, I don't know about you, but... Oh, it's, it's a bit, it's
0: a bit fifty fifty for me. I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think the three, three aspects I'm looking, looking forward to seeing tomorrow. First is, is how England play coming off the back of that tournament. You know, it is a big team. We're playing Spain. They didn't have a great World Cup, but Luis Enrique. I mean, I looked through the, the squad the Spanish had yesterday, and and you know that is a, that is a talented outfit. You know, we're not playing a team that are you know at here. We're playing you know world champ, former world champions not so many years ago. So. Great yeah, test they've for England. Few, they can they've
1: lost a few big players, haven't they? They, they have, a, they have. But you know, yeah, you've got Isco's
0: is- 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 is in there. People like that. They, yeah. you know, they're capable of causing England problems. I just wonder how England will get on in a pretty similar style of play, pressing, keeping the ball, building up from the back. Because the Spanish, we know they'll do that anyway. We know having seen in- Luis Enrique's teams, even at Roma, which wasn't his his the greatest period of his managerial career, he tried to play that way. The second is I, I was going to ask you about as well is this reliance on Harry Kane if he gets injured. I saw an interesting interview with. Um, Gareth Southgate yesterday when he said he more or less ruled out Troy Deeney from ever getting a, a place in the England squad because of um, his style of play, really, and, and, and mentioned that somebody like Callum Wilson would probably be more be more of yeah. a chance. Now I think that he's not with he, No, he's but he's, yeah. right, while he's right, I agree with that. I, I think we do have a problem if Harry Kane gets injured, especially going into the next tournament, because Marcus Rashford is not playing either. Um, yeah. And who else? Who else? Stand, who else stands and... out? You know, Harry Kane. Does normally pick up an injury during the season. He either doesn't score in August or he gets an injury or, or, or both um, at some point during the season. So we yeah. better be hopeful that he doesn't get it, or, or you know, better be saying our prayers that he doesn't get it on the eve of a tournament. Well, take,
1: take away his goals, uh, next best I think is 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 it Rashford, uh, Dyer I think it's one of them, uh, yeah, uh, uh, and um, Sterling with three goals each.
0: Yep. Yeah,
1: uh, Deli Alley, yep. three goals. That's it. I mean, yeah, that's the next highest England scorer. So, you know, those those stats are are pretty stark, really. Yeah.
0: Aren't they? Uh, so it, it's an issue for Gareth Southgate. Um, so it will be interesting because obviously, I agree, Troy Deeney not, not not a player that's, in my opinion, good enough for the England team. He's had a good start to the season with Watford, but you, if it's not Harry Kane, who's it going to be? Because Marcus Rashford as well. We saw a bit of Ill, ill-discipline from him last week at Burnley, and then you look at the other options, and and as you mentioned, there they're very few and far between. And then I think the other thing I'm going to be looking at tomorrow night is people are expecting a little bit more from England. I think the expectation in the country has always been ridiculously high, but I don't mean that. I mean, abroad, how will Enrique approach England now with you know all the fuss around them in the summer and them getting to the to the semi-finals of the World Cup? So it'll be very interesting. You know, Southgate's coming from a position where teams are expecting a lot more, expecting to attack more. And I just wonder if he's got a plan B, so to speak, when we come up against these better teams.
1: Yeah, it's going to take a a, a, a bigger scalp and, and, a, and a scalp against a nation not in the Nations League. I suspect, you know, to for England, for people to convince to, to be convinced that you know England do mean business. Interesting stat I was looking at the, the other day about still the percentage of young players in the Premier League mm. English players going down again. It's mm-hmm. just over over thirty percent this season, which is. You know, once again, the 20s, it's ridiculous, really. Sure, There's, there are so few, and it is it, the lowest in the, 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 big, the top five leagues uh, in Europe by um, not that much compared to Spain, Italy, and Germany. France, mm-hmm. interestingly, way ahead that their, their young players tend to stay at home. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure why that is. Uh, I guess, I, th- I think, as we've discussed on here before, I think it's probably because. The, the, the domestic clubs in France are not full of stars. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not attractive to be playing for Auxerre or no. you know, Nantes or you know some of the other clubs outside of PSG. Um, there aren't many. So that that's probably why there's, there's more homegrown players. Simple as that. They're not flooded by. You know, like Spain, Italy. Arizona you know, I they've got the,
0: the balance right. Those clubs, they've got they've got a you know one or two, fair enough, not not great deal, but they have got a, one or two at the, the the top side in um in, in in France in in Mbappe, and then you've got Griezmann out on you know Atletico Madrid, um, I don't know about France now, of course, Pogba at United. You know, these 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 teams have got their best young talent, or they're playing at the very top. And and again, I think it was the debate yesterday evening. I think there was Sidwell and and Ian Wright, Steve Sidwell and Ian Wright on and they said that it's no good having these players. They've got to play. And I'm just looking now at Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Yeah. You know, all that, you know, that good feeling going into the tournament. Fair enough. He wasn't a, he wasn't, you know, first name on the team sheet of the World Cup, but he played and he did He did quite well. And then you were just looking now with Sarri, introdu- his introduction and you're hearing great things from Surrey about Ruben Loftus-Cheek but I, you know how many minutes has he played less than half an hour an hour what is it no, not
1: even that he did come as a sub last yeah, week but played about 10 minutes
0: it's no, no good so Gareth Southgate no. can make all the right noises in my opinion and he can you know he can say yeah. that he wants to go out and win the tournament which is great from an England you know supporters point of view we, we, we want, we only hear that sort of thing but actually if you go back to it if Harry Kane gets an, in, an injury who comes in to replace him You've got a player in Ruben Loftus' cheek who should now be flying, absolutely flying, all that positive feeling, all that momentum after the World Cup. He's not getting a game at Chelsea. I mean, Barkley's getting in ahead of him and he's nowhere near to be seen in the squad, yeah. was he? So- I think,
1: yeah, I think, it, you know, really it's, they're looking at the, the next generation on. They're the ones who have done well at under-20 and under-17, World Cup winners, European Championship winner at the age groups. It's those players now mm. who are they're looking at those stats and thinking, well, where are these kids going to get a game? Uh, the, the interesting thing I think is that some of them now have gone abroad. There's, um, there's obviously Sancho in, in Germany. That's um, right. Yeah. Just just a handful of stuff have gone to European clubs because they know that they're, not, they're just not going to get Premier League football. And I think it's educationally, Eric Dyer's been singing the praises of that. I mean, he came from pretty much nowhere, didn't he? Having yeah. grown up in Port, uh, outside of the spotlight, and suddenly mm-hmm. was getting a regular game at Spurs. So I mm-hmm. think it's you know I think that that will be a trend that continues. Um, mm-hmm. Because listen, you know, I mean, you know what the Premier League is like, and I mean, Phil Foden will be the interesting one, won't he? At yes. City. and yeah. Pep Guardiola obviously is obviously a fan, but you know, he's he's not going to think, Well, let's do England a favour, he's just going to do what's right for his a- club, a- absolutely. Uh, and and if, um, you know,
0: if Pep cleans up this, you know, just to jump in there, but if Pep cleans up this year, we the Champions League of the League, and said, You know what, I've done what I came here to do, I've delivered the trophies, he's quite intense, we know that as a manager, and then he decides to leave in the summer. What happens to Foden with the next guy coming in? Because the next guy is following Pep Guardiola. The pressure is on to kind of get somewhere near to what he achieved, which will be it'll be difficult already. And then, you know, he, he might see Foden as a risk. Well, I haven't got 10 games to give him. You know, I haven't got 10 games to bed him in and make him, you know, a, a bit like Rock Loftus' cheek, I, I guess, at Chelsea. I haven't got, I can't afford to let him bed in because if you get a bit of a stuttery start, especially at Chelsea, you're not going to get the time. Yeah. Yeah, difficult. It's, it's, a, a, it's really difficult.
1: It is, yeah, and I can I can understand. I can just I can just see, just picture the other guys at St George's Park just thinking how you know. um I wonder, you know, are they talking to agents as well, saying let's get some of these kids abroad? I bet I bet that is happening, you know, because it's in everyone's interest for them to to be playing regular football, isn't it? Um, but I, it is. But I
0: think if you're a foreign manager or not even a foreign manager, I think if you you, you come in, you, you can only plan for that next almost six to eight games. Because if you come in and if let's be honest, if Mourinho loses two or three after the break or um perhaps not Guardiola or Clock but Sarri certainly. Um Emery again if he goes on another run of losing games then he's not going to be able to plan for much further ahead than after Christmas. It's just impossible. So something is going to have to change. The FA I think going to have to take more more control um, of, of England, the English quote players with the yeah. Premier League in order to say, look, this is just not sustainable.
1: Yeah, top top two for um, English based players this season. Burnley and Bournemouth, who are doing pretty well actually. I've you know, okay. been singing the press yep. praises of Eddie How and I was yep. talking about yep. this it, down the line. You watch what happens to him down you know a few years' time. <laughs> but at the bottom, you know, predictably Arsenal and Chelsea. But the next mm. one up, up was Huddersfield, which is really surprising. Right. You know, this is yep. the sort of club you'd expect Burnley like to have a lot of domestic players, but no, they haven't. They've got interesting there, There was not it?
0: Didn't they make some sort of alteration to their academy sort of 12, year, 12 months ago? Um, they they yeah. restructured it where there isn't an emphasis on um, bringing players up from the sort of junior levels. I'm, I mean, I don't know the exact details, but I'm pretty sure that sort of from maybe from under 18s down, there's a, a limit on the teams they have. I haven't got so far as saying they haven't got any, but certainly big changes there that cause a bit of con- controversy in the area. Um, in, in, yeah. in West Yorkshire because it's a it's a local guy uh, Dean Hall the, the owner there he's come in and great with the community great in getting people to the club he's took a punt on Wagner that's obviously paid off and then all of I, a sudden the, the academy's suffered
1: yeah as Wagner bringing in like, is it, obviously there's the rule the 25 the squad of 25 eight players have to be uh, homegrown three years at the club before the age of 21. But there's, uh-huh. no, stipulation, there's no stipulation that they have to be English. So, no. you know, you could have eight players and a bit like Arsenal, you know, who've got all these, you know, kids from abroad, they're, they're all 17, they come from Barcelona or, or France. You, people just assume that, oh, those would be homegrown English, but...
0: Um, the, yeah, the, 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 the issue is, I spoke to Jamie Carrig about this about, God, in fact, I bet it was about a year ago, actually, at this, this stage of the season the international break. And he... Um, used Everton as, as his example. They instead of going for John Joe Kenny or one of the other um, options at fullback, who had just at that point had just recently won the of the World Cup of the Euros, it escapes you now with England with the junior teams. They went and got um, I think it was Martina Kuko Martina from Southampton, who at the time wasn't playing for Southampton
1: yeah. yet.
0: They didn't give the opportunity to the younger English lad. They went with somebody who who first team and that and that's the trouble because you've got successful or successful english players at junior level there but if they're not being given the opportunity you know that must have been seen at the time as a risk by cumman to to put his faith in the younger english option and go for somebody he'd worked with before the foreign yes. player at southampton yeah. even though that foreign player wasn't playing for for, for, you know, first team football for his club, yeah. so it's, it's it's definitely one to watch. Definitely one to watch. No, it is.
1: I, I think that I think that trend of the of players going abroad, rather than just being on loaned out to sort of uh, to Charlton and to you know to English clubs, go abroad to top leagues and and, and see what you can do. Just um, on the subject of young players um, and getting back to the Premier League, mm-hmm. but on international flavour, um, um, yes. You know, world at his feet. Last year, really, and interesting that Man City have have lost De Bruyne, and they appear to have lost Sane now as well, for completely different reasons. I was Tony Kroos after the Germany France game,
0: fascinating, wasn't uh, it?
1: Well, in the build-up, actually, saying he's lost the players, which completely passed me by, didn't get picked for the World Cup. People were saying, why is Sane not at the World Cup? And we all thought. He doesn't fancy it, but there's clearly a, a something going on there because Kroos has said he's got an attitude problem. Guardiola's mm. not picked him this season when he was one of City's absolute standout star players, and unstoppable at times last year. What has happened? How, how old is Sane? Is he, he's not 20 years.
0: He's, he's still a teenager, I don't think he is. He's, he, uh, if, if he is, he's he's not been 20 long. I, I mean, l- last season, sort of rewind the clock 12 months ago, I, I thought he was he was incredible, you know. And yeah. for much of the season, I remember one particular game at the Emirates, I think it was, when when City went there and, and destroyed Arsenal. It was coming, fair enough, it was yeah. coming to the, the, the latter days of the Wenger era. But he, he was phenomenal. And then we got the announcement that he wasn't, or the squad announcement, before the World Cup, that he, he'd he not made the cut. And I don't know, perhaps he hasn't recovered from that setback. Um, because I went back to some of the squads previously to that, and he had featured quite quite a, quite a lot. So... Perhaps, you know, mentally we do get stuck into the... I mean, Antti Martial's a, a similar case, I think. Um, yeah, but he's a different.
1: I mean, uh, Martial, I mean, you'll know him better than I do. But as, uh, I do this as, as a Man United fan yourself. But, you know, Martial, to me, seems like a bit of a, a quite quiet guy. Uh, if if we, we believe what we hear, I mean, Sane, is, is it just a case of him being a teenager with lots of money, lots of adoration, and just suddenly has lost his way for his club He's not mm. why, is, why is Guardiola not picked
0: him this season? Yeah, I mean, mean you, wonder what, you, yeah, you, mean, you wonder, wonder what the World conversation was. Yeah, you mean you wonder what the conversation was. You win the league, you win the Premier League with Manchester City. You wonder, you know, after that, what Guardiola said when he was left out of the World Cup squad because he was a regular wasn't he? Right up to the end of the of the domestic season, um, sort of, until May. So, yeah, and you know, dare I suggest if it was Mourinho, would, would he be facing some criticism of how he's treated one of his younger players? Do you think as well?
1: Quite possibly, yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, how how Mourinho would love Leroy Sané, I'm sure. I mean, sometimes you know, it's been a bit of tough love. I mean, maybe Mourinho would be good for him. I don't know, but but it's just interesting. And I, 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 you know, it's, it's something which passed me by. And, and just reading this week some of the comments that, that you know, Tony Kroos made about him, I thought, you know, talking about an attitude problem and he needs to get to do a bit more work. Thought, mm. cranky, you know, I mean, that's mm. uh, that's a bit worrying for a player. Yeah, it's it fascinating. Yeah, um, and, you know, and he, he didn't feature last night. I don't think in the, the Germany France, which or, or or if he did, he was. Very, very short amount of time, but n- but nil nil anyway.
0: Um, so a though, quickly, if... a point there though, Urskulls, just so just to fit it sort of links in with what you said before. Sane is not doing it for the first team or training properly. He probably, you know, in, in years gone by, and, and, and you'll have you'll have win assists, he's gone and played for um in a very strong reserve league, the Pontins League or, or whatever. I mean, Paul Parker, I remember him say, telling me a story that people used to be, you know, 10,000 watching the United. Uh, reserve team game, but now at the under-23, you go there. The standards terrible, and yeah. nobody's interested in it. So for Sane, he's literally got to get his head down, do what Guardiola wants, and plays way yeah. back yeah. in that way. Well, and, that's and that's another fault of English football. Yeah,
1: that's why the uh, the, the under-23 league just just just. Collapsed really, and that they brought in that uh, competition to play under 23 sides against football league teams from lower down the pyramid. Which to give it a competition... you know, I, I listen, I've not seen any of those games, but the idea was to make it competitive, wasn't mm. it? And get players at under 23 level playing competitive matches against proper pros, not just kids who you know don't challenge anybody. Mm. Um, but you know, listen, that's a, that's a, that's another thing. Um So yeah, Nations League, uh, break in the Premier League, and. I just want to get your take on, as a follower of one of the sort of big six teams, mm-hmm. on on the Watford situation. Now, I'll, I'll put my 6 sixpenny within now. I mean, I've heard one or uh-huh. of people saying, "Oh, Watford going to you know could do another Leicester," but it's just not a chance. Yeah. I'll tell you why, no. because that season. I know people say it was a one-off, but it was one-off for a reason. I think because. It was simply because all the other, all the other big clubs at that time were in the process of imploding manager-wise. Chelsea, mm-hmm. Mourinho, Van Gaal at United, uh, Pellegrini at City. So that's three mm-hmm. where there's infighting and the, the media are on their backs. So they, that's three out the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Leicester came just strolling through the middle. Spurs should have won it. Uh, yeah. Arsenal were Arsenal. So that, that's to me, that's really the, the main reason. Good team, but. They would. They wouldn't. It wouldn't have happened had it not been for the other, the other, the other clubs um, falling apart. The, the big clubs yeah. falling apart at that time. And, and this time, you've got Guardiola at City and Klopp at Liverpool. So it's Watford. It's absolutely. Cannot, it cannot happen, can it?
0: No, I I, I agree with you. And, you. and this is not a, a slight on Javi Garcia, but if you look at how it, you know, things ended from soon and Malaga. I think it was even at Ruben Kazan before uh, Watford. He. He generally gets sacked, or he doesn't work out. It you know ends quite And I know that normally does it goes that way for most uh, managers, even Ranieri. But Ranieri came in with a lot of experience. But you're quite right. He was he was plunged into. Yes, they played well. They they, they got a great start, momentum built. But they were in in the league at a time where it was probably. I'd probably say it was one of the worst in terms of the Big Six. What they could well, offer.
1: The, the other teams lost it, didn't they? Simple as yeah. that. Yeah, there was so much upheaval. very much. A good team, so Thank you very much.
0: As Absolutely, as well. and there was this big wave and momentum. You know, it brings you through with, with games and teams, and it just seemed incredible achievement. But um I expect. I mean, didn't Watford start maybe not quite four out of four, but didn't they have a pretty good, a pretty good start to last season as well? And then obviously. Uh, Silver was linked well, to Everton, yeah. and then the wheels came off. And then it was
1: Rashardson was scoring, wasn't it? That's he? That's right. He's got a
0: lot of goals before the end of
1: November, and then stopped.
0: <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. I'd, I mean, I'd love to see Watford get into into the top four. If if they're you know if, if we're speaking in uh, end of March and they're around this position, which I doubt they will be. I hope they are, but I doubt it. Then th- that'd be brilliant, and what a job he's done. But at the moment, four wins, um, four wins out of four. I think they, you know, let, let's speak if, just before Christmas and see where they are, and, and if they're in the top half. I think they'll be doing. They'll be doing well.
1: Yeah, it'd be remiss of us and uh, to, to pass up on Manchester United. It's your area of speciality and, and great <laughs> I, don't
0: I, don't, I don't know about that. I don't think well, anyone what's, knows what's going I've
1: got on. a quote here from Pogba. He was pressed again last night uh, in the France Germany game. What did he say? Uh, he was uh, he was asked if he was fed up with the speculation. He said, uh, "I'm trying to perform as well as possible. I'll give 100% always. Don't, doesn't matter who which coach it is." But then something else this earlier this week. I don't know where the quote came from. Who knows what will happen in the next few months? Uh, pulper fueled speculation. I don't know where that quote came from, but mm. uh, it does it does appear that you know there could be a departure in in, in January. I, I guess it'll it depend on how if United don't um, aren't uh, really competing with the top two or three in January, then he's going to get really bored, isn't he? And get an will feel go possibly uh, uh, if United. Uh,
0: yeah. I... <laughs> I, I can't disagree with anything you so said. I did a, a piece about as near as two or three weeks ago for the Sun, and and said if it's a battle between Mourinho and Pogba, then there'd be one winner, and that'd be Pogba. But I, actually, on, on reflection and looking back, just about his behaviour since he got back from the World Cup, you've had the, you know, he's, he's questioned his own attitude after the the Brighton defeat. His agents come out and said something. Pogba then, just after the Leicester game in which he he played well and and United won, he said that if he says what he wants to, he'll get. You know, he's in fear of getting fined. And then the fourth thing within two and a half, three weeks was, was yesterday, the interview he did with, I think it was German television, wasn't it? When he said that, you know, he came out with a, I always remember United and Ronaldo saying in the future, God only God only knows. And it was that kind of moment, wasn't it? He said, you don't know what's going to happen in the next few months. And I actually think that if you end Pogba's career today in the Premier League, how would a, not a United fan, but if you take my bias out and as a football fan, um, would look back on his career at United since he's returned a couple of seasons ago, and it probably go down as a bit of a disappointment. I think that's an
1: understatement, Tom. I'd, I'd put him in the Veron category. Yeah, yeah, as done. But I think Veron. I think.
0: But I think Veyron was a was a was a different case. I think he was. I think Veron wanted to be there, and I think he wanted yeah. to play well. Whereas the biggest, you know the biggest sort of criticism of Pogba amongst United fans is that he, um, does he want to be there? And, and I put a tweet out yesterday and it and it is all United fans. And as you, you know, they do get stuck into me if they see I was speaking out of term. But all I did was put out the quotes from Pogba and I'd say out of the sort of responses they got, 90, maybe even more, 95% said, yep, get rid of him. Yeah. and I'd,
1: I'd say I'd, I'd, I'd stick him behind Di Maria as well. Yes. In terms yes. of what he's achieved. Yeah. You know, and, and, and those, I've just quoted two players, two South Americans who just didn't settle in England, really? Mm. Uh, you know, Pogba's. You know, he's been at the club. He knows he, he's. You know, he's out and about. He's. He, he, he is settled mm-hmm. in, in Europe, but just something not just something just very very wrong. I think
0: it's um, um it's a case of it, it, there's a, there's a clash, isn't there? Clearly, he didn't. You know, he had an opportunity to sweep the sort of disagreements or that he's reportedly had with Mourinho under the carpet and, you know, look forward and I'm a Manchester United player, you know, come out with the usual sort of stuff, great club. And and, and he did say he could always be committed to, to the team, but it's his comments of um, saying, oh, it's a player-manager relationship. And again, will I be here in, in a few months? Uh, I, I, I don't know. But um, I think Mourinho will, will look at teams like Chelsea, City, Liverpool, um and and think, wow, we're gonna have a job on getting on getting in the top four. I mean, I don't know what you think of the opening month, but I think he's got yeah. a job on. I think the Burnley result I saw the game and it, you know, they played well, but it's been a poor start, I think, and and they've got the work cut out. I don't know what what you what you think about a top four finish for played well, four just in general really.
1: Point six goal difference minus one, mm. tenth place, below Leicester, Everton, Bournemouth, Watford. Mm.
0: Watford away there. next. Watford away next. Is it really we mentioned okay. Watford?
1: Yeah, well, it's the sort of game they'll go and win, actually. <laughs> I've yeah. said that. Well, it's, yeah. a, it's, a great t- it's, it's a great opportunity for Watford there, but no doubt. I mean, I, know, I think Watford will probably t- tense up and tighten up when they see one of the big uh, mm. guns coming to town. But, you know, obviously... I said, what, I don't think just Watson's what I've got you Chris, what
0: do you think of um, the start? Two new managers in London, Chelsea and Arsenal... What do you think of Emery and Sarri and how they're doing? Obviously, Sarri's results they they, they speak for themselves. But slightly different at Arsenal. You, what what you thought? Same same
1: old, isn't it? Really? I mean, you know, I mean, what ninth position? Two wins, two defeats. Same old, really. I give him a bit of time, but from an Arsenal point of view, I'm not a great fan of the club or anything, but a bit underwhelming. But I don't think he's got any pressure really, because I don't think anyone thinks their squad is good enough. Simple as that. Uh, And so they're, you know, they're going to people just. If you if you wrote down a table, people will say Arsenal. Let's put them sixth because that's probably where they're mm. going to end up there thereabouts. As we discussed earlier in the season, you know we've we've been fairly right so far. I mean, Liverpool and Man City. Obviously Chelsea have started well. Um, Sorry, yeah, good luck to him. Um, He's got some good players in, hasn't he? Um, Hazard's only just back and had a good game. Uh, uh-huh. Belgium. Um, no, they have not played yet. They're playing. Um, playing Wales this weekend. That's but, to come, isn't but, it? But he's looking. He's looking after his little break after the World Cup. He's looking the business, isn't he? So, uh, so yeah, I mean, good luck to him. I mean, you know, listen, you, you don't do well in, in Serie A unless you're any good, let's be honest. And, and sure. I think Sari's come in um, with uh, a good reputation. No, Again, a, a name that people didn't really know. You know, Nap- mm. Napoli, one of those clubs in Italy where they've got a, you know, they've got a very passionate following. Um, but they're, they're kind of uh, historically they've been huge underachievers, haven't they, in, in, mm. in the Italian game? And um, and he's come in and, and gave them some good times, or better times, and he's got himself a, a a big job job at Chelsea. So they should be thereabouts. I mean, uh, you know, uh,
0: Tottenham. Uh,
1: yeah. Very strange. We're, we're all fans of Pochettino, aren't we? Um, but you know that defeat was uh, a headline grabber. Against. Well, he came off the Walker. back
0: of you know the. Did, did Spurs have the backbone and, and and sort of combine with their style at Old Trafford on the Monday? Yes, they did. They beat United fair enough. United were up against it, but I thought they rode the storm well. United perhaps could have been one or two up in the first half. But then they, you know, that extra bit of quality in that final third told, did it? And then you, you know, I looked at the score on Sunday when they were at Watford and I thought, wow, you know, I, I didn't see that coming. I know Watford have started well, but, you know, what better build up do you want than three points at Old Trafford on the Monday, you know? Yeah.
1: Uh, West Ham, are they going to get out of it? I don't think so.
0: Well, I what is, i done mean, done I, I don't—I know I think you and I spoke a few weeks ago, and I said that um, I, I like what they did in the transfer market. I thought um, some of the signings that you know, they, some some exciting players in there. Fair enough, Wilshire. The jury's out on him. Maybe he hasn't quite got in there. But Anderson, certainly, he's an exciting player from Syria. They got in. Um, I, I'm disappointed, actually. I, there's something clearly wrong behind the scenes. Probably even worse than what we're—you we're, we're, know—we're privy to because yeah. you I can't I have I don't think that. There's a... It's not
1: a great. There's not a plan, you know. There's not a long-term vision of West Ham. It's all a bit sort of knee-jerk, and you know, bringing in Pellegrini um, on an enormous contract. I was hearing the other day that it's got a massive payoff, which is not mm. good business, really. I mean, he's obviously driven a hard bargain. They're looking for somebody to come in quickly, and. It, it, uh, I, I which always his next three games, aren't they? Aren't they United, Liverpool, and City? Or something, yeah, like, something that? like that? Yeah, something like
0: that. He's got a hard one. I mean, I, I <laughs> thought getting rid of Moyes was, 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 was probably the right thing to do. He did what he was there for, he kept them in the league. Um, and I thought the Pellegrini that was a great appointment. So I, I'm a little surprised with how it's going, but it just to me, like you said, no plan, lack of structure. You know, the ground's still a problem, isn't it? Let's be honest, yeah, it is, and it's not it going uh... yeah, just before. I, I, yeah, I'm just, weird actually, because I was speaking to you, I've been absolutely hammered all week by my Leeds United friends, living on the sort of Lancashire, West Yorkshire border, a lot of my friends, unfortunately, Leeds United fans, and obviously with your beloved Birmingham being below the Premier League as well. When are the wheels, can you give me any hope? Are the wheels going to fall off Mr Bielsa there? You know, are they going to, or is this the season for them to come up? Uh,
1: well, I mean, they'll they'll say yes. I I think I went on record before the season started saying that they wouldn't, they wouldn't see it through, but they're top at the minute, aren't they? Um, Interesting that the the goal of straw with Burrow, who are my picks start of the season, both of them sitting uh, joint top fourteen points from six games. Mm. Uh if I was saying now I think Burrow will finish above leads. Um I tell you, it's it's I like the look look of Swansea. It.
0: I like the yeah, look of Swansea. Yeah,
1: Potter. Yeah. Well Birmingham, you know, we we haven't won yet. We gave Swansea the runaround it's an Andrews but couldn't score. Mm. Um but you know they're they're just outside the playoffs at the minute. Um they've got some good players. Uh, that lad McBurney will be playing for Scotland this weekend, I'd imagine. Um, okay, yeah. Oh, it's, it's tonight, isn't it? The other game he's, another, next, uh, he's another
0: Leeds boy, I think, yeah. Yeah,
1: mm. yeah. But um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a great league, the, the, the Championship. And um, we were talking about Frank Lampard as well, weren't we? We other, were indeed, the yeah. The other week. Yeah. And, uh, I said, uh, you know, he, he, I think you'll find it hard, but he's won the last won the last three, so he's recovered after a, uh, a couple of defeats. But I think it'll be that sort of season for Derby. I don't think they'll go up. I don't think they'll, you know, but Frank, you know, is getting fantastic experience, and uh, they, you know they've, they've recovered well, four wins and from their first six, which is pretty
0: good. So. And the well, Mighty Blues.
1: Mighty Blues not so mighty at the minute, but yeah, just need to get a, a goal or two or three because uh, it's a it's a bit of a concern. But you know, when you when, when you're in the bargain basement trying to find strikers, it's not easy. Difficult when you're relying on cheap loans and uh, free agents. Uh, you know, Omar Bogle came in from Cardiff, but you know, with, with the best will in the world. And all due respect, I mean, he's not Yeah, you know, he's been lively, but lacks a bit of quality in front of goal. And uh, that's that's the trouble with with that football club, you know? uh, And you know, they, they, they won't go down, but it's going to be uh, you know, a, a tricky season with all the restrictions on movement. But you know, there's a few clubs in that boat down the bottom end. You know, QPR. Uh, with uh, their problems, McLaren—they've started badly, but yeah, um, it's a it's, it's a long one. And you know, Villa started to fall apart as well, uh, halfway down now after that good start. So lots lots happening in that division, and I think that you know it, it's very very difficult to predict how it will how it will pan out at the end of the season. But
0: uh, great league, love it, absolutely more, love more
1: it, entertaining. Yes, we've done 36 minutes, Tom. So anything else you want to bring up? No, no, talk? I've thoroughly enjoyed that. Glory. Yeah. Let's, the quest for glory which comes out again when is it again
0: it'll be out official date was yesterday so i'm expecting it to drop within the next probably hopefully by the end of this conversation so it won't it won't be long no we're looking at monday next week i think so sure. where, where can people get it waterstones On a, amazon yeah. online um and most of you you've got bookshops actually it sounds a bit cheesy but i think that's that's literally what it is it's out and about there now i'll be you might see me uh, popping up on your uh, television screens and radio as well over the next couple of months as well. Oh, so brilliant.
1: Okay, so you've got some, you've got some awesome some some, PR
0: some, lined up. Some PR lined up, but it's just the case of literally getting the green flag from the publisher and, 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 and away I go. Who's
1: it published, by the way? By? St.
0: David's Press, Wales. Okay.
1: What's St. David's as in Pembrokeshire?
0: Uh oh, no, St Davids. No, no, no. No, 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 no. no, 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 City,
1: no, no. but St Davids has in the, the national patron side of Wales. Yeah, well, he actually... Uh, well, there's he, a kind of irony there, isn't there? The, the, the book about England.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And also, Wales, by the way, mustn't forget them last night. Great performance against Republic of Ireland because a lot of United fans, and I know I keep going back to United, but I keep thinking that Ryan Geeks could still be the next Manchester United manager. I'm not sure, but there you go. Do
1: you know what? I, I, you just prompted me because I was going to say, um, I watched the, uh, the, the post-match last night. I thought he spoke quite well, Geeks. I mean, he's obviously... Quite chuffed because people had written him off, but I thought there was a little bit of, of and it's bound to happen, of, of the Sir Alex rub, rubbing up against, rubbing off against him, because you know, I mean, uh, he spent all his career just listening to Sir Alex telling him mm. what to do, so mm. it, he has to have been, he has to have been influenced by that style. And it was, it was very, you know, yeah, we've done nothing yet. It was that kind of thing. Um, yeah, you know, there was a smile, but it was very kind of. Uh, restrained, and I, I, I listened to it. And I thought, I know where he's got that from. It's yeah. quite interesting. But, yeah. but good luck to it. Great start, and they played well last night. And some absolutely. Front
0: foot football, sports. eh? Front foot attacking football. Who, who knew? Uh, yeah, who knew?
1: But uh, they'll, they'll, yes, they'll be fine for the Euros, I'm sure. And um, let's hope all the home nations qualify. Scotland as well, and the Republic have got a bit of work to do, but uh, and Northern Ireland too. Thomas, been a pleasure as ever. Uh, Cheers, We, we, we lost our, our, our good friend Ed who obviously fell at the first uh, <laughs> at Cheltenham on the second circuit.
0: I'm beginning to think he doesn't fancy it.
1: <laughs> He's probably listening to this now and and, and smiling. But so good luck, Ed, if you're listening uh, anyway. And I uh, hope your daughter can uh, go on to become the next England striker. With you as a dad, it's probably going to happen. Why She'll not? Make, making her go out on a Sunday morning Why not? A, after school every night and kick the ball against the garage door. But that's the way you do it. OK, Tom, great to speak. Cheers, God. We'll speak speak soon. soon. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Bye.